everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Effort of Community Church weekly podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. My name is Matt Swords, pastor of discipleship, and we are joined by the one and only Dennis Scalise. He is our pastor of pastoral care. Do you want to say hi, Dennis? Hello there. It's so good to be here this morning. Yeah, it's great to be with you guys. So we're going to be taking uh, a few moments to unpack uh, Kevin's message from this past weekend. We took um, the opportunity to start off a new summer series uh, every year. We Mm -hmm. dive into the Word and highlight one book of the Bible and unpack it together as a congregation to encourage people uh, to really get into the Word. We have a summer reading series. Mm -hmm. You remember what the summer reading series is focusing on? Oh, the 12 minor prophets. Oh, yes, exactly. I put you on the spot. Yes, there, you did, you and sure? I knew it, so there we go. <laughs> I was about so to say, I'm informed. <laughs> you need to pay more attention uh, during staff meetings, Dennis. Um, but yeah, the 12 minor prophets, and it's possible that that's one of the spots in the Bible, sections of the Bible that people don't get into very regularly. Right. So uh, Kevin and the team, we decided to really hit it head on and say we're going to dive into the book of Jonah for the next several weeks here on the weekend services, and then we created a uh, Bible reading plan for those who, uh, and to encourage everyone to read through the minor, minor Prophets through the length of this series. So it's a really fun time. And Kevin kicked off Jonah this past weekend, and the series is Jonah. It's not about the fish, and so the next five weeks uh, is really unpacking the depth of what God is communicating to his people um, through this prophetic book of Jonah. Uh, and so he really kicked it off in a very powerful message. Mm-hmm. Really appreciated it. Yes. Uh, and it's also significant, as Kevin says often, you know, he knows uh, long before we do what he's planning. And so although the book of Jonah was planned way back at the very beginning of the year, this series, something significant happened this past weekend leading up to this series that kind of just puts a little bit of a God saying, yep, I know what I'm doing and I'm going to do something powerful. What were those things? One of the things that I thought, and, and I thought just so appropriate, we always have family news. And the child that was born, the name of that child was Jonah. How, yep, was what perfect. great timing. And then there was a, a, a report of a, a guy that got swallowed by a whale. Yeah. And I thought, wow, you know, just bringing things to, to the reality of that, that could happen. Not necessarily something you hear about every week. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Yeah, so it's just incredible um, to be starting this Jonah series and then having these two markers really just saying, like, God's behind it. So we're really excited about what's coming. Um, And if you haven't gotten an opportunity to listen to the message, we encourage you to go to the website um, and and listen to it because it was really, really impactful. Kevin did a masterful job really drawing... um, from the book of Jonah in a, in a broad scale to kind of capture the heartbeat of the series, uh, as well as he drilled in real deep, which is what I want to take the time here this morning to cover. And it's also why I asked Dennis, that's why I asked you to be a part of this, as our pastor of pastoral care, uh, the last point that Kevin made um, was really, really significant. Mm-hmm. And he would have started off by saying, I believe the Lord is preparing us for revival. And I want to read what Jonah's complaint was. The reason Jonah ran away from the will of the Lord at the beginning, Jonah tells us uh, in in this passage, I want to read it and then then draw, bring that point back that Kevin made and then kind of dialogue around that for a little bit. Um, 
But this is what Jonah's complaint says, and this is in the message notes um, as well. It says, And he prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is this not what I said when I was yet in my country? That That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish. For I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. Which is a, a shocking mm-hmm. disclosure of information from Jonah. He said, I, I was fleeing, and Kevin points this out, not necessarily for fear of his own life, but rather because he knew if he brought that word of the Lord that they would repent and God's would be, he would be gracious to them. Mm-hmm. And as Kevin said, it's because, you know what? Jonah actually didn't want mercy to come to them because they were really evil people. Mm-hmm. And he used that to say, we at Effort of Community Church, our tagline is everyone is welcome. But if God's preparing us for revival, it's almost like he's prompting us with this, this point. He's saying, is everyone truly welcome? Mm-hmm. And I want to get some feedback from you, Dennis, on like what does that look like? You know, when the rubber meets the road and if revival comes, that means the lost are getting saved and then they need to be trained and they need to be discipled. But they, not, they might not always be the most presentable coming right out of the world, Um, and depending on where they come from, might not always be the most welcomed. And so he's really um, pushing that point. Is everyone really welcome? Mm -hmm. And I want to get your thoughts on that. I thought it was really profound. It's amazing the phone calls we do get from people whose lives are a mess. And anytime you have any kind of discipleship, you have to get in there and it, things can get messy. Yeah. I was talking with Kevin in his office the other day because there's a, a, a gentleman, we, he just was baptized, and I remember him coming into my office and spilling out how difficult his life was. And just all I could remember is thinking, you just need Jesus. And it sounds like a simple answer, but the reality of it is, yes, that's what he needs, but then what does he need after that? Mm -hmm. And we have to be prepared for people coming in. I think Kevin had said this before. I know we are being prepared for revival, but I think we're in the midst of that. I think we're starting to steward this move of God, moving us toward this maybe more grandeur, more widespread revival. And there's going to be a lot of people coming in, like you said, their lives are a mess. How do we fix them? Are we ready to reach out to them? Are we ready to touch their lives? Are we ready to walk with them through the tough things here, get a little messy with them, and help them get cleaned up? Yeah. We're not asking them to get cleaned up and come in, and that's sometimes what yeah. we look at. We're wanting that person that comes in and is already, they're ready to just to serve and get yeah. in there, but that's not what's going to happen. Yeah. I think some of these people are going to need to be walked through some tough situations. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's right on. I remember back over the summer when mm-hmm. everything was really chaotic, not just with the pandemic, but yes. everything that was going on in the rioting uh, and, and the racial tension. Mm-hmm. And then the political divide, yes. you know, just the, the chaotic experiences that we all felt um, during that. And I remember the Lord challenging me uh, with specific um, figures that that would be mm-hmm. known in our countries uh, that you'd see on the news and different mm-hmm. uh, attitudes and perspectives. Right. Just saying, like, Matt, what if, you know, every weekend after our service we, we pray for people, right? Yes. 
If you want to know Jesus, if you want to grow, if you want to hear his voice, we'll, we'll pray a blessing over you. We'll agree with you in prayer. And the Lord really just brought to the surface, what if that person was in your prayer line? Would you be able to bless them? And um, mm-hmm. specifically, we were singing the song, The Blessing. Yes. The Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, yeah. make his face shine on mm-hmm. you. And the Lord was like, "I'm." Pr- this is what the Lord was speaking to me. I am pronouncing that over everyone. This is the year of the favor of the Lord. The, the blessing of the Lord is, is available to all who want to come in, to within it. Would you be able to pronounce that blessing over people, regardless of who they are and what you, what you might disagree with them about? Um, if this person stepped into your prayer line and said, I want to receive the blessing of the Lord, would you be able to do it? It's the same heartbeat. Uh, mm-hmm. I wondered if you had any experiences like that. Well, I began to realize um, when I look at how Jesus dealt with sinners. You know, remember the WWJD? I mm-hmm. know it got a little hokey. What would Jesus do? But I think there's a reality behind it that we're going to have to get a hold of because yeah. of these sinners coming in. If we, I, I remember summing, someone coming up to me with the two people with a specific question about everyone welcome. They are dealing with people that they're in their families that are uh, in a lifestyle, a, a homosexual lifestyle, and they're getting married to their partner. Should we go? And that's a real volatile question. And I thought to myself, well, what would Jesus do? And if you look at Zacchaeus, when he, this man was uh, an extortionist, he was a uh, tax collector, he was a pariah in the community, and yet Jesus looked at him, didn't judge him, said, come on down, I'm having right. dinner at your house. Right. And he and his household were saved because Jesus didn't compromise the truth, but he met that man with mercy. Yeah. I think Jesus is a friend of sinner, but he's not an apologist for sin. Yeah. Yeah, that's right on. I remember at the beginning of the year, um, there was we have a prophetic group that meets. Yeah. And, um, you know, we just come together and we share, here's what I believe the Lord is saying to us mm-hmm. as, as, as a congregation at large. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the clear themes that would have come through was that there are going to be people mm-hmm. that get saved that the Lord's going to want to start to bless. Yes. And it's not going to be because they necessarily have done something to earn or deserve or have yeah. worked in a, in a healthy type of works way. Yeah, I get you. Uh, meaning it is to say that nobody is surprised if Pastor Kevin or yourself, and you'd lay your hand on somebody and yeah. pray for healing, that healing would come. come. And everybody would, be, everybody would have a shelf for that. They'd say, well, of course healing would come. Like, because it's the pastor praying. Mm. But what we felt was there was going to be people getting saved that all the while God's still working on the sanctification end, that they're going to lay their hands on the sick and miracles are going to start to happen. Yep. And it's going to really test us to, to be like, wow, like this is, I think we're right. going to be shocked to watch how God moves. And, and there was a specific story, uh, and I, I'm not finding it right now, but it's uh, King Ahab, who was a wicked yeah. king. Yeah. But he was going to war, and the Lord spoke this to Ahab and, and to the, the Israel. He said, I'm going to deliver you um, for the sake of my name, is what mm-hmm. he said. And it just impacted me when I read that the first time, because I realized like God's going to do incredible things, miraculously saving people. It's going to be yes. this incredible display that we're going to be shocked at what he does for the sake of his name, and not necessarily because Johnny, who lived his life his own way the whole time um, 
all of a sudden, out of nowhere, because yeah. for the sake of God's name, he just gets completely reborn, Absolutely. redeemed, and starts walking in power. Well, isn't that the ultimate heart of the pastor? If you yeah. look at Psalm 23, he leads us in paths of righteousness for, for his, name. his name's yeah. sake. Mm-hmm. I think that was just a reflection, and Ahab was reflected in Psalm, the heart of the pastor, the heart of our great shepherd yeah. to lead us That's in so paths good. of righteousness. Yeah, in Acts, when Peter and uh, the other gentleman had the heal, prayed healing of the guy, and he was able to stand. Right, yeah. he was yeah. uh, lame from birth, I think, is what it was. And he says, "I don't have silver and gold, silver but what I do I have, have, I give mm-hmm. to you." And then when that. he's they're being it's interviewed, like, "How did you do this?" And they say, "It's by no work of our own. It is the name of Jesus that healed this yes. man." I think we're coming into a time yes. of revival where the name of Jesus is going to be on right. full display. Yeah, isn't that one of the earmarks of the revival? I think it was a prophetic Correct. word. Yeah, Mark that, Dupont. Yeah, Mark Dupont that said this coming revival will be. The name of Jesus yeah. and revolve around that the It'll power of that, that name and known mm-hmm. by that name. Man, it's so exciting, and and I just want to say that like, yeah, everyone is welcome here at yes. Effort Community Church, and even welcoming the Lord who welcomes everyone, but welcoming the Lord to challenge us in that regard. I mean, right. like, man, let's let's get everyone to within earshot of the word of the Lord. Like, let us mm-hmm. not create barriers and walls religiously mm-hmm. that keep people out, that they need to polish something before they can come to the God, come to God who is able to uh, redeem and sanctify them and yeah. not by any work of our own. I, I think uh, Sunday after the service when we were praying for people, it was you and I, and there was a young lady that came up, mm-hmm. and it was just such a remarkable how God reached into her heart oh, yeah. and drew her and yeah. it was was so easy it was, yeah. you, you even mentioned said, oh, this is so great because yeah, it was so fun. easy to pray for that person didn't matter where she was at at the moment god had her number and god was drawing her in yeah. as a father it's so good dennis thank you for being on here today with us and thank, thank you guys you. for joining uh this weekend uh west secrets is going to be continuing our jonah series uh, so please tune in for that. Uh, we changed our service structure around this past weekend. So Saturday night at 6 o'clock, which has always been mm-hmm. the case. Uh, but Sunday morning, 10 a.m., that is our one service yep. for the day on Sunday. So we encourage you to come and check us out. Maybe even for the first time, you are welcome as we just dialogued around. Uh, yeah. Everyone is welcome. And, and so thank you for being here with us today. Hope you're blessed, and we look forward to seeing you again. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us by visiting effortofcommunitychurch.com.